If you're hearing the sound of my voice, that means you've tuned in, and I've got to tell you, I really appreciate it. My name is Réveillé, and you are listening to the I Am Réveillé podcast. Réveillé is a Creole word, which means to awaken. And here on this podcast, we have a weekly discussion of the things that make us feel awake and alive. Good, bad, or indifferent. Because we cannot be afraid of our shadow sides. Okay? Anyway, guys, welcome. And thank you for tuning in. I have so many potential topics to talk about on this podcast. I have an entire notebook full of ideas. But this week, I kind of wanted to take it easy, go a little slow, relax myself, and talk to you guys about something that's important to me and central in my life, which is carnival. I am a big time carnival head. So carnival comes from Latin. The first part of the word caro or carn means flesh. The second part of the word levare is put away. So it's put away flesh. And this was a celebration that was developed prior to the 40 days of austerity of Lent. So in Roman Catholic tradition, you have Easter, which is a celebration of the rising or resurrection of Christ. Before that, there was a 40-day observation, which was meant to be a time that you were in church, meant to be a time where you were prayerful. It was also meant to be a time where you were not eating meat. So those two days, Monday and Tuesday before carnival, turned into a huge celebration where people would eat all of the rich food and the rich meats that they had in their homes in preparation for the 40 days before Easter where they could not do that. Now, when I tried to reach back a little bit further on the tradition, of course, things got a little bit murky. You have people talking about Egyptian traditions that were, you know, circumscribed into Greek traditions, which became Roman traditions, etc., etc. But this celebration of Carnival, which had a huge prominence in Rome, but was celebrated all throughout Europe, really wherever there were Roman Catholics, was brought to the Caribbean in the form of the slave trade. Slave owners who were European would celebrate Carnival in the Caribbean. Of course, the slaves could not participate, but once the slaves were emancipated, they participated. So the carnival that I attend or have attended is in Trinidad, okay? Takes place, like I said, two days before Lent. So before Ash Wednesday, you have your Carnival Monday and your Carnival Tuesday. And those are the two big carnival days where you go out onto the road and you chip. So chip is basically of movement of the body, which includes marching and dancing to a beat, right? So that's what you're doing throughout the streets on the Carnival Monday and the Carnival Tuesday in Trinidad proper and in these other carnivals, which are iterations of what happens in Trinidad. Going a little bit deeper, Carnival in Trinidad is an entire industry and 
it starts way before you get there in February or March, depending on the year where Easter falls that affects when Lent starts. So my friends who ask me, I always liken it to kind of to Paris Fashion Week. In August of the year before, you will have bands, which are masquerade bands, which make up these costumes that you wear in the streets on the Carnival Monday and the Carnival Tuesday. They will have a presentation in August where they show off the costumes that they have produced for that year. The costumes usually follow a theme. So there'll be an entire band, which is like a group of individuals who are playing mass or masquerade, right? They will play within a section, which is just a part of a band, which follows an overarching theme. And I'll get into that a little bit later when I start talking a little bit more about my personal experience for Carnival. So I attended Howard University and while I was at Howard University for professional school, I was a part of an association made up of Caribbean students. Now at the time being in professional school, I was super hyper vigilant in my schoolwork. I didn't feel confident enough to take that time off to go to Trinidad to enjoy the carnival. So I kind of left it there. But once I graduated, I was like, okay, there's no real reason for me not to go to carnival. Everyone's been talking it up. It sounds like an amazing experience. I really want to go. So in 2007, when I had my good corporate job and my little paycheck coming in, I said, you know what? I want to go to carnival in Trinidad. And so I made the arrangements. I was very lucky at the time. I had my friends who I was in the association with at Howard who were very helpful. And also what I find so funny is one day I was sitting at my desk, I worked at an investment bank, and I received a phone call from a young lady. And she told me that she had heard through the investment bank's you know, grapevine that I was attending Carnival and that I needed to stop by her desk. I stopped by her desk and that led to one of, you know, one of my closest friendships. I would say one of my best friendships. I'm still friends with her to this day. Wonderful young lady who is from Tobago has been so welcoming to me. I've met her family. I mean, just amazing experience. And that was all through Carnival. That's the first thing I'll say about Carnival. Carnival, in my experience, leads to connection. I have so many connections with so many people that I never would have met if I hadn't had a desire to chip through the streets of Trinidad and put on a costume with bling that made a lot of noise. Like if I didn't have that desire, I wouldn't have met half the people that I know. And I'm so thankful that I know them because they have contributed to my life in a myriad of ways, not just during carnival, but even during job searches. Even, you know, jobs that I've had in the past, having them visit me and support me. It has been amazing. And it's not just Trinidadians that attend Trinidadian Carnival. So I will say it is many of the different countries of the Caribbean that I've come into close contact with and I'm very thankful for. Arrived in Trinidad, I went with a friend of mine that actually had gone to Howard with me. So we went together. We ended up staying at the Crown Plaza off of Wrightson Road, 
Now, just to give you a little bit of context for those of you who are familiar with Trinidad and Port of Spain, the Hyatt had not yet been built when I went to my first carnival. So the Crown Plaza was considered kind of like the pinnacle of what was there. We arrived at our hotel room. My good friend from Howard University came to our hotel room. She had given us an idea of what different fets were available for us to attend. And just for those who are not in the know, fet is a French word for party and Trinidadians call their parties fets. So she had let us know what different parties or fets were available and we let her know and we gave her the money and she bought tickets for us. And so our first FET was Bacchanal Wednesday. I honestly don't have a huge amount of memories from Bacchanal Wednesday. Bacchanal Wednesday is kind of a normal, normal FET. Um, there are artists performing. I know that we had a wonderful time, but other than that, I'm kind of like blank on the experience. I have to be perfectly honest. That was on the Wednesday that we arrived. The day after, the Thursday, we went to go collect our costume. Now that year we played with a band called Pulsate. I don't even think Pulsate exists anymore. Before I went to Trinidad for Carnival, there used to be a huge, ridiculously huge band called Poison. And one of the leaders of Poison, Meg, she actually shot off and made her own band called Pulsate. By the time I went to Trinidad, Poison was no more. Poison did not exist. So Meg had made Pulse 8. Now me, knowing a little bit about Carnival, but not knowing a lot, I just chose Pulse 8. I saw the prices. I liked them. I chose a hideous, oh my goodness, when I think about it now, I'm like, this costume was so terrible. <laughs> but it was kind of also a transition time between costumes. We're coming into modern times. And Pulse 8 had some amazing costumes. I just happened not to choose one of them. My costume was orange. I can't remember what the name of my section was. But just to go back to what I was talking about a little bit earlier in terms of a band and a presentation. The year I played with Pulse 8, it was 2007, right? The name of the presentation for Pulse 8 was called Cocktails, You Shake, We Stir. So if you think about that from a non, you know, not knowing anything about Carnival perspective, really what that was, was the theme. That was the theme of the band. And every single costume within the band is going to fall within that theme. So the names of the sections in the band were Antifreeze, Mai Tai, Sapphire Ice, Love Potion Number no. 9, Copacabana, Margarita Madness, Summer Passion, Depth Change, Melon Fever, Blue Lagoon, Mojito, Rum Sweet Rum, Sex on the Beach, and Wicked Waitress. So if you can kind of visualize how this works, when they do the band presentation, there's that overarching theme of cocktails, and then within the band, each section, which usually represents a different color and a different style, will be modeled after something within that theme. Just so that people who don't go to Carnival understand a little bit more about how it works. So, like I said, we played in Pulsate. 
So we went on the Thursday to pick up our costumes and we had had tickets to the beach house fet. And I remember the women in the mass camp, the masquerade camp where we picked up our costumes, were super excited about the fact that we were going to beach house. They were like, oh, you're going to love beach house. You know, us being American, da, 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 da. Now, me being not just American, but Haitian American, I didn't love beach house. And I don't think I went back to beach house after that. Beach House was what we call an all-inclusive, which is a party that you pay a higher premium price for, but everything is included. So you have unlimited drinks, you have unlimited food. Usually it's a lot more of an upscale experience. And Beach House definitely is that. It's an upscale experience. It was a beautiful venue, beautiful party back in 2007. But for me, there were a couple of things that were problematic. Namely, that it was called Beach House and it wasn't at the beach. I had huge issues with that. (laughs) I didn't enjoy that. But the one thing that I will say about going to Beach House is that when I went to Beach House, ended up meeting wonderful gentlemen who offered us and gave us free tickets to the International Soka Monarch competition on the Friday night. Now... The carnival music in Trinidad is called Soca, and it's not just made by Trinidadians. Many of the small or medium-sized English-speaking islands in the Caribbean make Soca music. So Barbados makes Soca music, Grenada, St. Lucia, St. Vincent, etc., etc. So it's a musical form, usually centered around carnival, But in modern times, it has become something that is commonly listened to around the year. You have your soca fanatics, of which I do consider myself one. I listen to soca music all the time, right? So there's a competition that takes place in Trinidad, which is the International Soca Monarch Competition, where all of the small islands bring their top talent as well as the Trinidadian artists and usually like random countries like Japan which I always think is so weird (laughs) that Japan sends an entry every single year to Soka Monarch but hey listen participate okay so come that Friday The Friday during the day, we actually took a flight to Tobago to go to the beach and we went on the glass bottom boat and we went to go see the reefs and we just relaxed or tried to relax, you know, that day and have a good time. And then we came back to Port of Spain that evening and headed out to the Socomona competition with my friend from the investment bank that I told you that I had met prior to Carnival. We went to the VIP section which the VIP section are kind of the stands, which are kind of a little bit further back from the stage and the actual action of the performances of the artists, because the artists actually come out to perform and it's an actual competition with first, second, and third place in each genre of music. So it's a wonderful thing to attend. And I actually attended Sokomana competition for quite a few years. It was actually a favorite uh, event of mine to attend, especially because it allows you to rest because you can sit in the stands, you have your drinks going in the VIP and you can relax. And I need that because I, this is an aside, I'm not a fan of pace. When you first go to Trinidad Carnival, you'll hear a lot of Trinidadians talking about pace. 
which means that you fit in as many activities as you can in the time that you're allotted. I've never been a fan of that. I'm a chick that likes to sleep and rest. So I have learned in subsequent carnivals that I need to plan one fed a day for myself and I can get my rest on. And granted, my friends have had wonderful experiences that I've missed out on, but I've never regretted it because I like to be well rested. That's just who I am. (laughs) But anyway, anyway, that first year I didn't know anything about it. So it was pace. We were going at pace. I don't even remember. Like, I can't even tell you. Like, I don't know what I did. I know I was doing stuff. I cannot remember what it was that I was doing. But anyway, we went that Friday to the Sokomara competition and the gentleman that actually gave us the ticket for Sokol Monarch, they came and sought us out in VIP and they took us down to the general admission portion of the event, which was amazing. I, I think back to the first carnival and I'm like, wow, you know, when you talk about law of attraction and vibration, we really were on some high vibration and we got a lot of amazing experiences out of it. I have never since been down into the general admission portion of the party because it tends to be just a little bit rougher than the VIP. The VIP, you have seats, there's bars, you drink, you're just chilling, having a good time. Down in general admission, I mean, it's literally people are in their shorts, their shirt, they have a flag and that's it. And you're running around, you're jumping around, you're having a great time. And it was a wonderful experience for us to have someone from Trinidad, you know, these big, strapping, muscular, amazing men come and take us down to the stands and protect us from anything that was happening and give us that experience of being able to be in the crowd, in the excitement, let the guys with the big flags run around us and see the artists perform from up close. That was an amazing experience. And I I will always uh, truly be thankful for that. Moving along, I tell you guys, I have no memory of what happened on the Saturday. I don't know if we went to a fete. I don't know if we rested all day. I have no clue what we did. But (laughs) so that Saturday morning, I would say around three, four o'clock in the morning, we went to a fete in Chagaramas. Now Chagaramas is a town just a little bit outside of the port of Spain in uh, Trinidad and in normal circumstances Chagaramas is probably about 20 minutes outside of Port of Spain but during carnival there are so many people that come into Port of Spain that the traffic is just insurmountable. It can take you two hours to get out to Chagaramas. But the one thing I will say about my first year in Trinidad is that we were on it. We were given a lot of advice from people who had been there before and we did not play with them. They told us to get out there early. We got out there early. So we didn't get caught up in a lot of the traffic and foolishness and things like that. So this party out in Chagaramas is a more casual party. It's not like the all-inclusive party we went to at Beach House. I remember I think I wore um, blue jean shorts, a, a crop top. And I had a flag and maybe wrapped my hair up. Uh, And it was a lot of soca artist performances. 
And this party is a party that I will never forget because it cemented my resolve to actually be in Trinidad for the amount of time that I was. FYI, I attended Trinidad every single year for a good seven, eight years in a row. And probably because of this one event, I will never forget it. We were out at Insomnia. Now Insomnia is at the time was kind of a dirt yard. I've been there since and they've like paved it and they've made it fancy. It wasn't that back in the day when I went. It was literally like a dirt mud yard and they had a stage and artists would come and perform. And as the sun was coming up, Michelle Montano, which is one of the biggest soca artists in Trinidad at this time, came to perform. Now, I don't remember if he was like dropped off by a helicopter or if he came down off of wires, but I do remember specifically that he came down off of the sky. He came from the sky, (laughs) is how I felt now. Granted, I was nice at that party, but he definitely came from the sky. And it was 2007. So those of you who are in the know know that the song for 2007 was Jumbie. So the sun's coming up over the horizon, bringing heat, bringing warmth. Bodies are writhing all over each other. Everybody's whining, going crazy off the soca music. He's singing, jumpy, jumpy them, jumpy, jumpy them, jumpy, jumpy them. Back, back to yourself now. I mean, and then they drove the fire truck into the yard and opened up the fire hose on you guys (laughs) when I tell you I was not ready (sighs) like it brings tears to my eyes to this day the freedom I felt in my body I was just moving moving I was slightly delirious because I hadn't slept. That was before I instituted my policy of no, 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 no. You know, Riveye is Haitian and she sleeps. I was on that Trini Pace thing and I was slightly delirious. And I was so happy and so amazed and so free. And there was so much melanin and so much joy. I mean, it was a vibration you only honestly feel when you're at carnival overseas whichever carnival you choose to attend whether it be trinidad i felt it in barbados etc but it's this amazing freedom of feel of um feeling of freedom and i knew from that moment i was like this is not something that i can miss i have to be here i have to be here sopping wet drenched my hair just dripping i had like my locks were brand new. They, I don't think they were fully locked yet. And I was just like, oh, I don't even care at this point. I'm so happy. I'm so happy to be me. I'm so happy to be black. I'm so happy that I'm not in New York freezing my ass off right now. It was such a profound experience. It, and it's hard to, to explain unless you've actually experienced it yourself. 
Moving on from that, my driver was like, oh, wanted to take us to Vail, um, which is another breakfast vet. Shut it down. Stop the madness. Take us home. Like we were way too tired to go to anybody else's vet. We ended up going home, caught some food to eat and just crashed. I remember crashing. I slept. I slept a whole lot, which was good because that evening, probably around midnight or so, my friend from the investment bank showed up at our hotel room and we got dressed and we went to play Juve. <laughs> now Juve is the large street party which actually kicks off proper carnival. Proper carnival Monday and Tuesday is kicked off by Juve. Juve usually starts around 3 a.m. in the morning, so it's in the dark of night. And Juve in French literally means opening of the day. And it is dirty. So it's mud, it's oil, it's paint. It's not like pretty mass where we put on our costumes and we want everybody to take pictures of us. It is literally in the dead of night, usually acoustic, a lot of drum work, a lot of pan, steel pan, and just moving through the streets. There are a lot of, I, I know I sang for you guys a little bit earlier, jumbi. Well, jumbi is actually a word for a spirit of a dead person in the Caribbean. Every island has a different name for it, jumbi, duppy, whatever you call it. Um, it's a ghost, but usually it's a malevolent being. And the idea, of course, is that it inspires you to do devilish things. It inspires you to embrace your shadow side. Right, so that's the idea, and it's in the cover of night, so you're kind of doing what you do. That year, being my first year, I played with a juve band called Chocolate City. It wasn't oil, it wasn't paint, it wasn't mud, it was liquid chocolate. <laughs> Literally, we were given bottles of edible liquid chocolate y'all <laughs> there are some things like you know how they say what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas there are definitely some things that happen in Trinidad that will stay in Trinidad upon pain of death I won't speak of Suffice to say that we had an amazing time. I remember when the sun was coming up, I actually ran into a friend of mine, Antoine, I hadn't seen in years that I went to undergrad with and ended up like whining with him and like screaming and yelling because I hadn't seen him in so long. It was a great experience. You run into so many people that you don't anticipate seeing that you already know there as well because a lot of people have Caribbean roots that you don't recognize. And the person that I was with didn't actually have Caribbean roots, but they were with me and I had Caribbean roots. So in subsequent years, of course, I'm sure that they ran into people that had seen them before. It, it just, it becomes a whole little community of people that are in common that have this passion for soca music and feathers and costumes and carnival. It, it really is a beautiful thing. So anyway, moving on from that, uh, 
my two friends and I ended up going back to the hotel room and we took like an hour, maybe a two hour nap and we got dressed to go on the road for Carnival Monday. She was playing with Tribe, which if you all are familiar, is a mega band in Trinidad. They ended up being my band in subsequent years going, but that first year I didn't have enough knowledge. So my friend and I ended up going off with our band Pulse 8. Now Pulse 8 for a first carnival experience was actually not a bad experience. They were a smaller band. I mean, they're considered a large band, I think, because they were like 2000. I want to say we were 2000 because there was a lot of sections. I think it was like 2000. It couldn't have been less than 1500. But we, it was an older band. So a lot of the people in the band were older than we were. And it ended up being a good thing because we were well taken care of. People really, really looked out for us, especially when they realized that we were playing mass for the first time. We'd never been to Trinidad before. People really took us by the hand and embraced us and made sure that we knew what was what and where to go. And this is the other thing that I will say about Trinidad, about the Caribbean and Trinidad. You will not meet friendlier people than you will meet in the islands. That year in Trinidad and every single year since, people are just so kind and giving and open. I cannot tell you how many times I have been in Trinidad just chilling and have someone be like, hey, I have drinks in the trunk. Hey, we've got food, eat. Hey, do you need this? Hey, I remember I used to be racked with guilt when I went because my friends would organize all the stuff for me. You know, they would get all these tickets together for us to go to parties and do all this stuff. And I would feel like, oh my gosh, this is so much work. But it wasn't until years of going that I really understood like, no, this is a part of the culture. This is what Trinidadians do. This is how they make you feel welcome in their country. And it really is an amazing thing. And I feel so blessed to have been a part of it and welcomed into it. So yeah, my Trinidad experience was pretty amazing. I loved it. We stayed at the Crown Plaza, like I said. I was totally obnoxious. We had like a free CD, I think, that we had gotten when we signed up for our phone. We signed up for like a B-Mobile uh, you know, trap phone when we got down there instead of having to pay like international roaming fees and they gave us a free CD and <laughs> there was a KMC song there on that CD and I think I set that for our alarm every single morning and it blasted us awake every single day. The hotel that we stayed at, another friend of mine from Howard her aunt was actually staying at that hotel with us as well and she was very adamant that we make it to breakfast every single day to the point where the first day she like literally roused us out of bed we were exhausted she was like no ladies get yourselves up we're going to breakfast that's it and we could barely open our eyes like eating but now in retrospect I'm so thankful to her for that because she understood that carnival is pace whether or not you're doing like real tree pace or you know Riviere pace which is sleeping you know doing one fet and sleeping you're still exhausted so making sure you have that one meal a day is a way to keep yourself from getting sick it's a way to keep yourself with energy stores 
And I'm so thankful to her to this day that she insisted upon us getting that together. So we played mass on the Monday and Tuesday. Fantastic experience. Me being the rookie that I was, I had my flight back on Ash Wednesday. Y'all, there was no way. There was no way. There was no way. I ended up calling into work and telling them that I missed my flight. And I spent the entire Thursday passed out in bed. I limped myself into work on the Friday and spent Saturday and Sunday in bed again. I was done, but it was so worth it. And then I spent the next several years going to carnival every single year, playing mostly with tribe. I played with fantasy for two years. It was one year I actually went to Trinidad and didn't play mass at all. I actually had a costume made, a, a, a carnival Monday costume made and ended up wearing it for the two days and had a wonderful experience that way. But that sparked off some real love affair with Trinidad Carnival, Trinidad Carnival culture, Trinidad, you know, carnival music of Soka. And I am so thankful. This has been an episode of the I Am Olivier podcast. You can find me under the name I Am Olivier on IG, Twitter, or on my website, IamLivier.com. You can email me at awake at IamLivier.com, or you can choose to become a supporter of this podcast by going to anchor.fm slash IamLivier or paypal.me slash IamLivier. Remember, you have been given this life in order to really live it. Go out today and do something that makes you feel awake and alive.